If you're getting this message, it means we were successful once again in getting past the jammers and are now broadcasting on pirate radio from the free state of Texas. Stand by for more critical information to follow. Many Bothans died getting this message. And we're live. We're live on our news rundown show. Maybe. I think that's the plan anyways. We'll see how it goes. We were bit late on this one but a lot of things have been happening all sorts of things have been happening um for good and bad good and bad yeah for sure um so the the shutdown so the government's congress time is running short to fund the government the shutdown showdown that they do, do they do this every year or every two years, it seems like? It's almost like it's every year now at this point. Right. Which, I mean, they always, it's the same story over and over again, every single time where they start talking about government workers are going to lose out on their money, WIC's going to stop, Social Security's going to stop. I got a little secret for you. None of that, <laughs> nothing happens. Absolutely nothing happens when the government shuts down. Now, what they try to do is they try to punish the people as much as possible and shut down national parks and attractions and stuff like that. But they're actually probably spending more money to shut them down and fence them off, not to mention, you know, possible loss of revenue. Um, when did they, they did one in... Um, was it 2020 or was it 2021? It was right when Trump got... Uh, no, 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 no. It would have been before that. It was right when Trump got elected. Um, and there was the story of them shutting down like the Washington Mall or some <laughs> some monuments and fencing them off and keeping people out. Yeah, that was... Yeah, I think that was when he got elected. So that would have been... 2016, 2017, I don't know. Somewhere in there. Um, but yeah, they're going to they're gonna try to do that again. But the thing is about that, if, if payments don't go out or payments are delayed or some of these programs, you know, nothing ever happens and they pay you all the back pay. So it's a joke. I hope yeah. they shut it down. We really need to because the national debt is absolutely out of control at what we're 33 trillion now. Yeah, the, the GDP is what 20 something trillion, which who knows? That's the thing about that is, um, I if you think about it like, uh, a mortgage because you know the national debt's not something that's it's not due this year it's 10-year treasuries it's longer term uh debt obligations so i'm almost changing my perspective on this a little bit um it you know if you think about your annual income and your ability to get a mortgage or a loan you know it's based off of you know, a percentage, uh, the payment as a percentage of your income per month kind of thing. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know if the national debt being above the GDP is necessarily the end of the world. Um, but we've talked about before, like the unfunded liabilities with Social Security, Medicaid, and Medicare and all that stuff. That stuff is, that could be a problem. So when you're talking about like, $200 trillion, which I think, if I remember correctly, I've heard some estimates on that. Uh, when we start to get more of the baby boomers retiring and drawn on that Social Security, um, that could be a problem. If you've got, you know, 10 times the GDP going into into debt, debt payments or lot, uh, whatever, liability payments in this case. Um, but we'll see, uh, worst case scenario will be a week and they'll, uh, 
come up with a new plan to fund the, the government. But as long as billions more get to go to Ukraine, I suppose it's okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. Got to keep the military industrial complex going. Uh, that's well, <laughs> that's all I can say about that. Yeah. Which I think, you know, I kind of had that realization the other day too, is the, it's not like we're necessarily sending those checks directly to Ukraine. It's more of we're approving amounts of money that they can use and they're just buying the weapons back from us or, you know, contractors. So it's really the, you know, the citizens of this country are just paying these gigantic companies and contractors and whomever else. We're also funding the pensions, I believe, of uh, government workers in Ukraine. They're talking about funding an election, too, over there. Um, It's just madness. That's unreal, man. Like tens and hundreds of millions of dollars or something crazy like that to have an election for the puppet. Freaking Zelensky. Yeah, we got to keep our puppet in there. I mean, it's an investment, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Keep the train rolling. Do you see that um, he wants, uh, was it Marina Abramovich to be the uh, uh, ambassador for Ukraine? Who is this now? Uh, Zelensky wants Marina Abramovich, or every say her name. Do you know who she is? I the I've heard the name, but I it's not ringing a bell right now. She's a a quote unquote artist. She's into like spirit cooking and all this satanic crap. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I don't know if you look up spirit cooking, it's crazy. That's you know that's not a big deal. That's perfectly natural. That's the best qualified person for the job. Yeah, I'm, I'm so. sure. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens with all this. Yeah. Oh, I'm, who's I? I was listening to somebody, and they were saying, um, "Oh man, I forget where I was going to go with that." Well, you were saying the other day that uh, Putin's waiting for for Trump to see if he wins or not, right? I think so. I mean, that's got to have a gigantic impact on their decision making, right? Because we yeah. are basically single-handedly funding their opposition. Um, so, yeah, I think this thing's definitely going through the next election season, 100%. Um, and then, then it's gonna, we're gonna see what you know what happens. Um, I mean, if Trump gets in there and he says he's gonna stop funding the war and at least come come up with some sort of peace deal. Um, but you know, if, if a Democrat gets any Democrat or I guess any Republican other than Trump gets in there, they're going to, I mean, they're probably going to just ramp up the, the, uh, the whole deal, the spending, the the weapons systems that we're giving them. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what that looks like. Yeah. I don't know. It's tough to say. I mean, it's not going to be pretty. Yeah, I I really think Ukraine, though, by this point, is running out of people to fight this thing. Yeah. Yeah, I read an article the other day where they're going to start uh, bringing in women. Yeah, I, well, they already have. Oh, have they? Yeah, they already have for sure. I don't know if it's necessarily for frontline positions, but... Uh, I Yeah, no, they have, because I was... Yeah, I read that a story, too, about that. They were... Uh, there was like nonprofits or something to to give uh, uniforms that would fit correctly because they were wow. giving them men's uniforms that um, didn't fit quite right and the body armor didn't quit fit quite right. So yeah, there was some nonprofit doing that a while ago. Um, huh. Yeah, uh, I guess you just have to look at the populations between Russia and Ukraine. Um, and kind of see how that's going to play out over time unless they can somehow get other countries to start sending soldiers. 
Um, Ukraine population. Yeah, and then that's like a whole. Oh, if you get NATO involved, that's a whole deal. Yeah, exactly. But that's that's the only way this thing's going to keep dragging on. Um, it's the only way Ukraine is ever going to stay in this, uh, is if NATO gets involved. Yeah, yeah. so the, the population of Russia is 147 million, and Ukraine is 40 million. So Russia's at least three times three uh, that's right yeah more than three times the population so yeah if, well that'll be fun and interesting to watch over this next year basically yeah well if you think about it the way um if the, the military industrial types in Ukraine is really thinking they're going to try to push really hard now, just in case Trump gets elected to yeah. try to take as much land as possible. So if they have to negotiate some peace deal, uh, they can kind of settle it maybe on the existing borders. Um, so I think they're going to go absolutely ham for the next year. And Russia is just going to try to defend as much as possible. Um, but maybe, I mean, they might have the same objective as well. They might be trying to take as much ground as possible in the event of some sort of peace treaty being drawn on the, the battle lines. So actually, they, they might be pushing hard too. Um, yeah, we'll see. I always, I always end up talking about this. <laughs> it's, it's kind of a big deal, though. <laughs> it is, and I kind of feel that like, the media stopped talking about it because... I don't know, people were able to see through it a little bit, you know. Like you, you can't right. just say, like, oh, Russia's losing when they're clearly not. Right. So then now they're just not talking about it. And everybody online removed the Ukrainian flag from their biopics. So. Yeah. It, it's kind of interesting that, because remember, it was the spring offensive that they, they wound up wound up to all winter long yeah. they were talking about oh ukraine's going to do a counter offensive and they're going to crush russia and that thing's that thing quote unquote that counter offensive has been going on for the better part of a year now and usually that's not how it works if you're doing a counter offensive right. especially in uh modern times it's you get in there and you make things happen real fast and if you right. don't it's just, it's static. I mean, how can you even call it an offensive if you're not actively uh, taking it to the other side? You know, I, just, I think it's pretty evident just from the lack of progress that um, that's, nothing's really happening. I, I don't feel that really like anything ever like was happening, like had the West not given guns to Ukraine, um, it would have been done when it first started. Yeah, for they, sure. They just, they just, there's just no way. And it's to me, just been a fake proxy war that, um, I mean, I don't know. Like Russia pretty much had it won and it's just everybody's sending just enough to not make it a complete obliteration. Yeah. Otherwise, I mean, this thing would have been done like a long time ago. Yeah. That's, that is an interesting perspective. You know, Russia's not going all out either because yeah, because you just think of you think of um, it's basically a war without really any air power. Um, you know, it's kind of a so Russia is operating in its airspace, Ukraine's operating in their airspace, but they don't necessarily cross over, right? Because uh, that would cause some serious issues. Um, so, well, I don't know. Russia might actually be flying into Ukraine, <laughs> actually. But I don't know if it goes the other way. And I don't know how many, what kind of air power Ukraine even has. 
Um, so that could be one of the big reasons that nothing's really happening is we've developed this very air air force air power centric type of uh warfare over the last 20 plus years where you know you basically you pin down the enemy to a location and then go in there and just airstrike them and move on and that's not necessarily the case with what's going on there they have to you know actually storm the positions you know use artillery um so it's more almost like a world war one style you don't have that that static or the ability to really break out yeah but i don't know how we got on that from the the uh (laughs) shutdown but because I said, always as long as there's money for Ukraine, and then we oh, went yeah. on a giant tangent on that. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else do I have here? So we could go. There's that story, or we could go about Biden. The New York Post is going on a tear, as usual. I mean, probably for the last two years. They've actually been putting out some pretty interesting stuff, but. What do they have to say? So the headline of this one is Democrats chose Biden. Now they're doomed in 2024. So just talking about the polling and how Trump's basically 10 points ahead in the polls uh, over Biden. And then just talking about some of the issues that, uh, are concerning to people. 74% of the ABC poll saying that Biden's too old for another term and doubts about fitness as well. And then 23% approve of the way Biden is handling immigration, which is uh, interesting. Wait, how many approve of it? Yeah. Yeah. Said 23%. Yeah. How is it even that high? I I don't know. That's That's ridiculous doesn't make a lot of sense to me he has no policy on immigration <laughs> just everybody it's a free-for-all right that's crazy man i mean that's kind of what he ran on said you know storm the borders come in here as soon as possible that was like what he said as soon as he got elected uh something to that effect jeez um, so he fares a little better and voters are asked about the economy. 30% approves his performance. Unreal. Which is also extremely high. That makes me worried. How are there that many people that can think that paying the prices we are for anything now is, is going in the right direction? Yeah. And a lot of that, you know, could pretty... You could see how you could paint it to be Trump's fault. Uh, just inheriting the problems. Trump's spending, but... And it's the pandemic's fault. It's not It's not Biden directly. It's things that were out of people's control. But Let's see. In yeah, contrast... Just, oh, oh sorry. go ahead. I was going to say, I can't buy that, man. I can't like they they declared uh, the pandemic to be over, and then so you know you, you take that excuse out of there. I mean, Trump's fault was I mean things started taking a downturn because of COVID. You know, so it's like and plus you've had almost four years now to fix it and and you just you haven't you made it so much worse yeah so that i don't know that i mean you're not wrong in in you know that's something that they could use but i mean it just that doesn't make logical sense going by the numbers it's yeah it doesn't check out for most people either um and that that's amongst biden voters so that's uh, that is pretty bad. I mean, I guess that makes a little sense for the thirty percent, but still, 
Let's see. And then another bullet point here. In contrast, the public sees the Trump years more favorably. ABC gauged approval for Trump's record at 38% when he left office. Now that's up to 48%. So wow. he's at 48% approval. So his, even with all the 91 indictments and all this crap, <clears throat> he's still gone up in the polls, which kind of checks out to me. Yeah. Um, I think that's really all there was to that story. It's just showing that, you know, the the zeitgeist is kind of shifting away from Biden, or I, that's not the correct way to say it, but uh, the powers that be, you know, all of the, the people behind the scenes, the power brokers, the media, they're all realizing that Biden's not going to work. And I, you know, what blows my mind is that these people are so behind you could have seen that four years ago or whatever biden was running for office this is 100 percent obvious to everybody that he's not capable of doing this job why is it now that they're you know the base the bottom line is they knew this then and were willing to put up with it now they're not willing to put up with it why because they want to put newsom in right yeah, I mean, I think so. Like, he still is going to be uh, uh, debating DeSantis. Yeah, I saw that. So, even though he pulled out, I, I, I still, I think they're going to try a bait and switch at the last second. Yeah, which they can do. They definitely can do that. The, the Democrat uh, Party nomination process is pretty well... Uh, it's easy to put in whomever you want, I guess. Yeah. Despite what people vote on with their super delegates and all their weird rules, but yeah, I don't know. I I do. I I feel like they're gonna dump Harris too. To be honest with you. Yeah, they have to. There's just there's there's no way she doesn't bring anything to the table. Like not even like her affirmative action selection has helped her out at all. Like they, like people just don't like her. So <laughs> I don't, I don't see her helping whether it's Newsom or Biden. I don't see her helping any of that. It's, I was reading something the other day about how it was actually an extremely strategic choice in that it, she's so bad that even though Biden's got troubles, People don't want to get rid of him by either the 25th Amendment or whatever the case is, because then they're stuck with her. So it's almost like a guarantee, a trump card to at least be in for four years and not have any problems. Um, that that story, they put it the way they said it was it's the Secret Service's, I don't know, best asset. Basically, they don't have to worry about Biden because nobody's going to do it, <laughs> do anything to him. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, I don't, it just seems like all of this was so evident and anybody could see it three, four years ago. Um, and yet they still went for it anyways, just like pushing, kicking the can down the road, which is also another thing they say about the government shutdown and the budget. <laughs> Yeah. Every every time. We can't kick the can down the road. And that they do it every time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't um I don't know. with all the problems that the twenty twenty election had, um I just I feel like it ultimately doesn't matter. To some mm-hmm. degree. You know what I mean? Like does it matter if they put in somebody who's like brain dead, like Fetterman or like, who is that guy? I want to say it was like, uh, I want to say it was out East, but I could be wrong. But, um, um, he was dead. He'd been dead for like a month and he yeah. got elected. <laughs> was know? it Pennsylvania? I want to say it was Pennsylvania, but wasn't Fetterman was from Pennsylvania. So I no, believe so. So I don't know, man. It's just, 
that's there's a reason why the the drinking bros podcast called pennsylvanians the the or pennsylvania the dumbest state in the country <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think that was part of it is they voted in a dead guy but yeah well it seems to be the move i mean we've talked about this before with all these ancient uh ancient people in office i mean you got uh stein feinstein right where yeah Feinstein, she just doesn't yep. even know where she is and they're telling her how to vote. Or McConnell, who <laughs> shuts down. <laughs> <laughs> He's an android. They're all just <laughs> pup, literal puppets. And yeah. The 5G's <laughs> glitching them out. <laughs> Man, it's just, it's rough, dude. It's so rough just watching these people like I don't know, deteriorate before your eyes. <laughs> They're just so old. And you know that it's because they put these machines behind them. And this is how they get elected again and again, is they have these gigantic machines of just staffers and uh, people, you know, fundraisers. And they've got this whole thing propping them up. So all they have to do is be the face of this thing, you know. So they're, you know, they're, hardly even they're probably not even making any real decisions they're just you know the staff tells them where to be how to vote gives them their talking points um they're they're probably so riddled with dementia that they don't even have a choice in the matter anymore it's like the you know when election season comes up it's their staffers who file all the paperwork and run the campaign they're like wait wait i'm running again (laughs) I, I didn't. I, I just want to go home. <laughs> yeah. No, no. You, you got to be here. You got to be here, Mitch. <laughs> Here's your schedule. Got to go to bed at this time. Got to wake up at this time and be here then. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens with uh, with Pelosi because mm. she just said she was running again, and that uh, didn't go over very well. I don't think the voters have a choice in the matter, though, if she decides to run. <laughs> no, that is true. <laughs> but um, I, I, like, I think she could get primaried because it started. I saw that it started trending on Twitter X or whatever it's called now. Um, like people were talking about how old she was. Hmm. So I don't know. Like to me, it's like people are starting to wake up for that. Like I don't know. Maybe we could mm-hmm. get her out of there. Yeah. And it, yeah, you're right. You're right. I, and I think probably a big factor in that is just people seeing the videos of these people, which is yeah. new, relatively new. But you don't have like the, if you, you'd have to listen to talk radio and have listened to all their uh, uh, super cuts of some of the stuff these people have said to realize how out of, out of their minds they are like i think mark levin had a his uh mumbler clip which he just kept adding to every time he'd come up with a new one he had like two minutes of just people (laughs) mumbling but yeah and it's i mean it's definitely something that's bipartisan (laughs) you know right it goes across you know both ways you got mcconnell and you got Feinstein, Pelosi, Biden, Fetterman. Uh, I guess you name it. Yeah. Well, if you're 80 years old, you probably shouldn't be making decisions no. that affect people for you know generations. Yeah, when you're not, you might not even make it to the next month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you care about the long term? Yeah. Um, gosh, what was... Oh, Romney's not running again. Yeah, that's weird. It is weird. I mean, I'm glad, but I want to know what's going on there. It's not because he's old and just wants to retire and be with his family, is it? Sure, that's what he's saying, but there's no way. <laughs> I think he might He might want to throw his hat in the ring again, too. Probably. His son, one of his sons was on the board of Burisma with Hunter. <laughs> That's exactly where I was going to go, too. <laughs> so, 
I don't know. All these people are just crooked. Yeah. Yeah, they were all just just raking in money and over in Ukraine. Yeah. That's that's been where they've all been getting rich for since the you know 2010s. Just bribery and sweetheart jobs and everything over there. Yeah. So I was thinking maybe maybe mittens was jumping out because there might be something coming up. Um, you know, with I think with Biden, it really looks like they're angling to get him out. And when they get him out, I think they might want to just throw everything at the wall and blame it on him. So he's the literal fall guy. Yeah. Um, so they might they might try to throw some of that, like really blow the story open on all the corruption that's been going on over there and just blame it on Biden. He's going to be dead in any minute now, so that'll all go away. And then the focus won't be on all of us. You know, John Kerry and Mitt Romney. Who else was over there? There was like you name it. They've had kids on boards over in Ukraine. Uh, I want to say, I want to say like one of Pelosi's kids was over there too. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Well, what else do I have? I've got another story here. So, uh, this is a kind of a roundabout thing, but we'll get to it. So the story is in Newsweek, Republican presidential candidate, John Anthony Castro warned former president Donald Trump that the walls are closing in. I don't know where we've heard that before. Um, that's, it seems like they should find a new phrase. Uh, after a judge overseeing a lawsuit to bar Trump from Colorado's 2024 presidential ballot issued a protective order in the case. So there's a judge in Colorado trying to get Trump kicked off the ballot. Um, we'll see where that goes, which is an interesting case. They're trying to, you know, which is why the January 6th thing, when they, they started off immediately calling it an insurrection because you know, it just makes you really suspicious that there was some planning beforehand because immediately thereafter, everybody was calling it an insurrection. And that's a very strange term. You know, there's so many other less archaic terms you could use to describe that. Um, like a tour? A tour, <laughs> a guided tour. That would yeah. probably be the first one with some mild... Uh, destruction of property. Um, so a, a tour, you could call it an uprising, you call it a revolt, you call it a revolution, you call it a riot, um, you call it a demonstration, but an insurrection that's very specific. And then lo and behold, now they're trying to get Trump kicked off the ballot because of the 14th Amendment, the clause that was passed after the Civil War, and it was to prevent former Confederate officers mainly um, or just politicians from the Confederate states to run for office. It's basically it says anyone that uh, do, 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 barring anyone who swore an oath to the U.S. Constitution and then engaging in insurrection against it from running from office, running for office, not from office. Um, so this judge is trying to get Trump taken off the uh, the ballot in Colorado because of the insurrection clause in the 14th Amendment. Uh, once again, I think that's also a route that a bunch of other states are probably going to try because um, they can't have him. They desperately can't have him win for some strange reason. So... The story, the fun part was the this whoever guy tweeted, the walls are closing in fast, MF, on huh. Twitter. And then this Newsweek reached, uh, reached out to a Trump spokesman for comment, and all he said was, who's that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Which is exactly what I thought when I read that story the first time. I love it. 
Oh. Yeah, they're trying to they're trying to do that here. Really? Yeah. But the thing I was thinking about is no one that's involved in this, like none of the the common peasants that have been charged and arrested and sentenced um, have been charged with insurrection. Trump and all the indictments has not been charged with insurrection. Mm-hmm. No one's been convicted of insurrect. You know what I mean? That's a very good point. So it, it should be thrown out because according to the, the law, and don't get me wrong, these people are getting railroaded too, but with all the trumped up charges that they all have, not a single person has been convicted, found guilty of, of insurrection. So I, I see what you by law, there. there is no insurrection. So all of these attempts are are moot. Yes. Because usually an insurrection involves, you know, like weapons and conflict. And They're not grannies waving American flags as they <laughs> walk through the ropes. And the 14th Amendment was specifically passed for the Civil War, too. So, And also, it says in there, too, that... Uh, what does it say? They swore allegiance. Dang it, where'd that story go? There was something specific in there where... Yeah, th- basically, you're right. There's no charge of insurrection, so how on earth are you going to get him taken off the ballot other than just straight up doing it and daring anybody to stop you? Yeah, it's just... I don't know. It makes no sense to me. It's just... It, I don't know. They're grasping at straws. It just shows to me how desperate, for some reason, this machine um, is to get Trump out of there. Mm-hmm. They just No one wants him to win other than the American people, which should tell you a lot if you're paying attention. Yeah. It's kind of like the, the critic reviews on a movie versus Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. The critics exactly. always get it wrong. <laughs> yeah, if you, I don't know. I, I had a friend in high school who'd get mad because I would, this is like back when like Ron Tomatoes was first starting out, but I would just go against what, he's like, oh, I don't want to see that because critics say it's bad. I'm like, well, if they say it's bad, it's probably going to be good. <laughs> so let's go see it. And, and I ended up enjoying those movies because mm-hmm. they, I don't know, they were fun or whatever. But, Oh. Yeah, I don't know. I, I it, it just reeks of desperation to me. Yeah. Then you go so far as to have something. I, I kind of worked through this process just seeing how unbelievably unhinged everybody is about him being in office. And you just run through the scenarios from lawsuits getting taken off the ballot prison and then the last one is that question that tucker carlson asked him asked asked him about i can say it um the are you worried about being assassinated yeah yeah i think i don't think that's off the table if it comes down to it no i i agree i i definitely see i don't know them trying to kennedy um (laughs) <laughs> I just it seems odd it's just why why not just give him four years why not just let it happen like what could he possibly do in that time that would cause them so much panic you know well I mean they're behind schedule you know yeah. they're supposed to win and all this crap is supposed to have happened, you know, years earlier. So maybe, maybe there's something to that with the, the, uh, we've talked about how old a lot of these people are. Maybe they want to get something done before they die. And that's what that schedule is. <laughs> yeah, that could be it too. Can't, you know, Klaus Schwab can't wait another four years cause he's not going to be around. I can't wait for that day. 
<laughs> but he's got his young global leaders to take up the reins, so yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Can't wait for that day. I I, I might throw a party. <laughs> We'll that would be a very hard to explain party to most people. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I feel like if you would come to a party that I, I throw, you would probably have a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Klaus Schwab is dead. <laughs> uh, who's that and why are we celebrating? <laughs> <laughs> the guy, you know, the guy. <laughs> Dresses up like a vault or a... <laughs> Uh, not a Vulcan or the other ones. Romulan. Romulans. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> For no apparent reason. He's got books out there on the Great Reset. There's no such thing as the Great Reset. <laughs> the, the guy wrote a book called The Great Reset. I don't know. You might want to <laughs> just look at that. <laughs> yeah, it's so dumb. It doesn't mean what you think it means. <laughs> that... You want you will own to do nothing. a great reset. It doesn't doesn't mean that. You will own nothing and you will be happy. It's not a <laughs> quote of his. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure he said that. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's but then the media runs with it and then people believe it, even though it just clear clear as day diff, you know proof to the opposite. It's just ridiculous. Was it was it him or was it? Am I thinking of? Oh, I'm thinking of Soros, who was the hunting down Jewish people. Yeah, that was Soros. Okay, so it was the Not... greatest time of his life. <laughs> Gosh, it's it's hard to not see these people as evil in a way. I'm just just throwing that out there. Former Nazis. Yeah. yeah, well, I guess Nazis are cool now again because the freaking Canada just had one in their yeah. parliament. We're all cheering them on. <laughs> yes, that's so dumb, dude. They're like, oh, he fought against the Russians in World War II. And everybody's like, yeah. And then they didn't stop the thing. Like, hey, wait a minute. We, th we fought with the Russians in World War II. <laughs> It's oh. 1984, man. It's it's exactly it's, like we're at war with Eurasia. We've always been at war with Eurasia. It's oh. uh, wait, wait a minute. You're so right. It's just, <laughs> jeez, man. Yeah, who else did they? They had another. Oh, it's just like I think it was a meme I saw, because like Ukraine has like tons of Nazis there, and. Then, like, a former Nazi, or I guess he might still be a Nazi. I don't know. Are you ever a former Nazi? Probably not. But, yeah, he went before, like, their, I don't know, whatever they have, parliament. And, yeah, they cheered him on. So, it's just, and by us supporting Ukraine, we're supporting Nazis. Yeah. I don't know. It's crazy. There was... It's a sparking a memory of uh, Zelensky and some of his generals going to Disneyland. Wait, what? Um, yeah, I I just heard about this. I didn't actually look it up or find the story, but somebody was running down that. It seems now that I'm saying it, it seems totally outrageous. But like they got the swastikas, like they're constantly finding pictures of these people around Zelensky with swastikas and Death's Head and oh. SS tattoos and they're covering them up and it's just God, there's there's a lot of nazis over there what's going on said <laughs> <laughs> we're we're supporting them and we're on their side and well that's what's just, going that's on crazy absolutely crazy are are we the baddies <laughs> <laughs> have you seen that it's no. a I think you could probably just Google search it. It's a, I think it's a YouTube video, some skit that these comedians did, but the gist of it, they're like sitting in a trench. They're wearing just like all the full SS regalia, like keeping watch or playing cards or something. And I can't help but notice one of the guys like we've got skulls on all of our uniforms. 
that seems a bit evil or bad, doesn't it? And then he'd be like, whatever, they stop, and then he keeps going. Can't help but notice, you know, such and such, that they've got like a a star and an eagle, and that that seems kind of noble in a way. (laughs) Just keeps going and going. I mean, I'm I'm ruining it, but it's... (laughs) And eventually, he's like, I can't... Are we the baddies? (laughs) 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 And he like... He looks over at his commanding officer, and the guy looks back, and then they both get up and run out of the trench and run away. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> it's great! You know, it, I didn't do it justice, but that's right. I'll look it up. It's it's kind of kind of you start up to asking those questions. <laughs> start up to asking yourself those questions. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I screwed. Yeah, that. I don't know. I mean, that's. Yeah, I was gonna go into a tirade about America, the American government bringing over Nazis, but I decided not to. <laughs> We've beat that one up. I yeah, I feel so. I don't know. Didn't feel like getting worked up. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I'm making up that thing about the. Nazis in Disneyland. I don't know. I, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't so. it just kind of tell you about kind of the, the, the times that we're in where they bring a literal SS Nazi into the Canadian Parliament and nobody just thought about the optics of that. It's it's we're living so in the moment that of all these people who had to be around that decision, uh, people who could have brought the fact that he's a Nazi up, like, could you not? Why? How does the ball get dropped so bad on something like that? It's just what, what are they doing? What, what are they actually doing? What are they paying attention to with such laser focus that they overlook these very obvious things? Or are they just really that stupid? Or they just think that like people won't care. Like they can, you know, brush it aside. Like, did you see Trudeau's apology for bringing a Nazi in and cheering them on? I heard it. Yeah. He blamed it on Russia. Yeah. Yeah. That was the end. He He ended that on. Yeah. We got to stop. We got to be on the lookout for Russian propaganda. Yeah. It's like the truth. What? Yeah. It, oh man, dude! It's, uh, I just can't do it anymore with these people. Yeah, he he apologized and kind of blamed the Canadian people a little bit. Yeah, and then went on to say, "But we have to be on the lookout for Russian propaganda and do our best, whatever, to to combat it." And it's like, dude, what you so you half heartedly apologized, and then. You're, so you're seeing his perspective is this was Russian propaganda that caused the, the truth to come out that you had a Nazi in parliament and you're really bummed because he is a Nazi and you thought you'd get away with it, but you didn't. You sh- we need to do a better job at what? Shaping the truth so this doesn't get out. It's like, what kind of a world? Just yeah, upside down just, and backwards. Yeah, it just it, it makes no sense. Other than it's all, you know, I don't know, theater. Which I think he is a drama teacher, so that makes sense. He's a drama teacher? He was, yeah. I'm huh. I'm pretty sure on that. Hmm. And that he makes got, a lot of I think, sense. I think he got fired for uh, having an affair with one of his students. Oh, of course, yeah, of course. Hey, that's that's kind of a good. Uh, I mean, Zelensky's an actor, yeah, or a comedian. He was a comedian and an actor, and he actually supposedly played in some TV show where he was a comedian who became the president. <laughs> of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh, dude. Sometimes I wonder if we're living in the Matrix. It sure seems like it. <laughs> I, just, I don't know how else to explain it. I just, it just gets too ridiculous. Well, I guess that's who you'd pick as, to be your puppet as an actor. Yeah. He's always in the role. He's method acting. He's always wearing the right costume. It's He knows how to remember his lines. <laughs> yeah. He can be emotional in his speeches. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, either an actor or a sales guy would have been a good role for that. Because that's all he does is go on fundraise. That's unreal. Which Poland now is backing out, which is interesting. I think they're, ah, gosh, I don't know. They're, they're bummed out about grain prices or sales or something like that, and they decided to stop sending money or weapons to Ukraine. But I feel like just on the face of it, that story seems too simplistic. It almost yeah. seems like they're they're getting pushed too hard, and they're realizing that they might be on the ground in Ukraine fighting. You know, if NATO gets involved, they're going to be number one, boots on the ground. Um, so I could see them being skittish and be like, "Wait a minute, let's slow this down a little bit." Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, they probably bought into, I don't know, sometimes I just feel like there are some politicians that are just so dumb that they do buy into whatever the media says. Yeah. Like they just don't pay attention. I don't know. Well, I guess they should, they're used to that because that's generally what they do is stick their finger in the wind and just go with whatever the narrative is. Right. Hmm. Well, I've got kind of a backtrack, I guess, a little bit, but this, and it's just, it's so uninteresting to me, really, in the grand scheme of things, but it's also very interesting at the same time, because you're wondering why it's happening now, but this is in ABC, the headline, pressure escalates as fellow New Jersey Senator Cory Booker joins calls for Bob Menendez to resign. So this Bob Menendez character got caught and charged with bribery and corruption. He had just, I don't know, gold bars stashed away and all sorts of other stuff. And he was like, oh, it's just uh, it's just because I'm, I'm Cuban. It's like, wait, what? That's racist. But um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he's... The, the senator is saying he's not going to resign after after this, but there's more and more people pushing him to resign. Well, he got caught several years ago, like in Thailand, doing stuff to a kid. And I can't remember if he was acquitted or is like a mistrial or whatever. Is that Cory Booker? Uh, no, um, that's Mendez, dude. Oh. I think it was around the time when Trump first got in office. And, um, yeah, he just stayed in and, you know, it's like nothing happened. And uh, so now, yeah, this is interesting because they knew he had all this stuff for, like, over a year. Hmm. And the DOJ didn't do anything about it. So, yeah, yeah it, it, it is pretty interesting. Like they're trying to clean house right now, yeah. Which isn't also ties into that Mitt Romney leaving. He's resigning before some crazy stuff comes out on him. Yeah. There's even a story. Mother Jones has a story. Why did it take so long for the Dems to turn against Bob Menendez? Interesting. Pull that up. See if they talk about the underage stuff let's see do 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 can't come sure but uh, they're asking for money uh bribery charges prominent members party were already calling on new jersey democrat to resign 
There are serious charges that implicate national security integrity for criminal justice system. Governor Phil Murphy said in his statements, allegations, so repugnant. What is this story from? Um, Egypt, what? To speed up, uh, speed which Democrats move uh, to jettison Menendez presumably has a lot to do with jobs dropping, levels of corruption. Indictment details sunny conspiracy in which, according to prosecutors, Menendez abused his position at the top-ranking Democrat in the Senate Foreign Relations Committee to secretly aid the government of Egypt and improperly intervene in, intervene in multiple cases, criminal cases, in exchange for hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of bribes, including cash gold bars, a luxury car, and a low or no-show job uh, for the senator's wife at a halal meat certification company. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, uh, beep, do It doesn't. Here's the thing, though. Even if some of the details of the indictment have been impossible to imagine before Friday, um, in 2015, he was charged with using his office to do favors for a Florida eye doctor. Um, yeah, it doesn't say anything about that. Hmm. Even Mother Jones is not going to talk about that. I'm trying to read through this whole story, but I don't see anything so far. Hmm. I swear Cory Booker had some big issue, too. I swear it was... Um, Uh, yeah, I don't know. Sticks in my head. I remember him apologizing for something or crying. Yeah, when he was running for president, he cried a lot. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could track that down. It's all about his statement on this Menendez dude. The ugly truth about Cory Booker. He really flamed out. Yeah, he did. He was running for president not that long ago. And yeah. was just trying his name in the news by calling for his friends to resign. Yeah. I don't know. There was something, something going on with him. But there's probably something going on with all of them. It's a reason they're all so rich. Anyways, um, what else do I have? The last one I've got. So this one was just rich. This is also the New York, uh, New York Post. It is House Republicans probe Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm's taxpayer-funded EV trip. So basically, the. Uh, and who is the energy secretary, Biden's energy secretary, did a publicity stunt uh, to travel uh, from somewhere to somewhere. A day trip from Charlotte, North Carolina to Memphis, Tennessee in a Cadillac electric vehicle. Uh, don't know why. I mean, I guess she's the energy secretary and she was trying to advertise for electric vehicles, but... Um, what ended up happening is she planned out this route and her aides uh, were saying uh, afterwards or during the thing to some NPR reporters that it was going to be a difficult trip because there was so few charging uh, spots available. Uh, so they had to plan it out. And what they ended up doing was driving ahead of her in a, one vehicle, multiple vehicles, gas vehicles and parking in electric vehicle charging stations to block anybody else from using them until she got there with her electric car so she could charge up and keep going on this publicity stunt trip. So we've, we've had many, many examples of this. Um, just, I, it just blows my mind. They don't think they're going to get caught. But so the, the way she got caught was, they had a vehicle parked in a slot and this family came along to charge their vehicle and they were not allowed to go into that spot. So they ended up calling the police, which seems a little extreme, but so it was a family, their car was just about out of juice and they, it was 
95 degrees out. They need to charge it, but spot was taken. So police were called, and now we have this story. So it's uh, hypocrisy, which only works on Republicans, but, you know, figured I'd at least bring up a story. Um, so, yeah, she's driving one or multiple trucks along this route and blocking off EV charging stations so that she can drive her electric vehicle across the country. Hmm. Um, it's a little rich. And then, I mean, we've got other stories like the freaking Buttigieg or whomever biking. Like, he's in the car, he gets a block away, and then he jumps on his bike and rides in the last bit so we can say he biked into the venue. Be all high and mighty. Didn't somebody else do that, too? I'm sure they did. But. Yep. Wow. It's not surprising. No. It's not going to do anything. Sadly, it's not. I did. I pulled up Bob Menendez's uh, Wikipedia. Okay. And so I was wrong, but uh, is November of 2012 um, is underage prostitutes in the Dominican Republic. Um, okay. Let's see, his accusers claimed to have been paid between three hundred and four and twenty-five dollars each. Oh, they were claiming that they were paid that much to lie about doing it. Oh, okay. Interesting. Nice guy. Uh, but then he was, in August of 2006, uh, was accused of corruption, alleging he broke conflict of interest rules when renting property to a nonprofit or organization. Um, and then in 20. 13 reports surfaced that a federal grand jury in Miami was investigating his role in advocating for the business interests of Florida ophthalmologist Salmon Megan, a close friend and a major donor. On 2015, he was indicted. Charges included bribery, fraud, and making false statements. Uh... In 20, April of 2018, he was severely admonished by the U.S. Senate Select Committee on Ethics. And then uh, now he's just indicted again. Okay. So I'm sure it's all just a misunderstanding, every, every single one of those. No, I mean, it makes sense why he's not resigning now, because he's been through this before. Yeah, yeah pretty <laughs> much his entire time there. <laughs> Yeah, it's. I think it's. I think it's a rule that you have to be terribly corrupt and evil to to make Senate. I mean, maybe you can get into the House and you don't have to be that evil, but it's probably a good prerequisite, and then it's a requirement for the Senate. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. That's fun. So he's a real winner, basically. Yeah, it's uh, interesting. We'll see if there's any more people, um, specifically, I guess, in the Senate that are either not running again or getting taken out. Something going on there. Yeah. Yeah, it will be interesting. I don't know. Because I, it kind of reminds me of uh, like when Trey Gowdy and... Uh, out of South Carolina when he just retired, quit. Um, and when uh, Shavitz, I think he was out of Utah when he just quit. And they were both on the Benghazi committee. So that was interesting to me. They were probably getting a little too close to the truth. And then they got somebody showed them all the blackmail that they have on them. Yeah. Yeah. That's why he was sweating so much. Could be. He was just thinking about all the blackmail. It's like, I got to just ramp this down and go away now. Makes sense. That guy is so creepy looking. He just looks like an alien. Which one? Menendez? Uh, Gaudi. Yeah, he does. His hair is 
worries me. It doesn't seem natural. <laughs> it worries you. <laughs> it's a dead rat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, well, I, it's all the stories I have. Yeah, I mean, that. I don't know. I think we covered a good amount of stuff. Just a quick little news rundown. Nothing wrong with that every once in a while, I suppose. All right, well. We wrap it up. Yeah, sounds good to me. All right. Sounds good. I will talk to you soon. All right. We'll see you next week. All right. podcasts and waste of time get out of here get out of here people you're wasting your life <laughs>